Before we start, small disclaimer, first set of episodes have been recorded in advance, so some news may not be as current. As we become more current, so will the news. Welcome aboard to the Flight Attendant Podcast. The seatbelt sign's on. It's going to be a rough ride. everyone and welcome to the Flight Attendant Podcast. I'm Millie. And me. We're here to give you the news on the airline industry and talk about the glamorous life of a flight attendant. Or unglamorous. So B, where are you in the world today? Well, not really anywhere. It's too fancy. I'm in Tampa. Had a few sangrias. Sounds like fun. What about you? I'm in Myrtle Beach. Well, that sounds even more fun than Tampa. I'm only here for 12 hours. It's not enough. <laughs> well, my layover is almost over. So, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I feel like that's our whole life. How has your week been? It's been good. Uh, it's been good. But you have a birthday coming up, don't you? I do. I do. Excited? Someone better deliver. Yes. <laughs> So what have you what have you learned today in news? In news, I learned JAL to use gender neutral passenger greetings. Japan Airlines will drop ladies and gentlemen in favor of more inclusive greetings like attention all passengers and welcome everyone. From October 1st on flights and in airports worldwide. Yutaro Ikusawa Publicist for JAL told CNN Travel that we have been promoting diversity in the community since 2014, and this is one of our actions taken to treat everyone the same, regardless of gender. Before JAL's most recent move for gender parties, it was in March 2020, letting their female flight attendants opt to wear trousers instead of skirts in order to be more comfortable on board. Gender-inclusive language is becoming a priority for more airlines around the world. JAL is the first Asian airlines to adopt this practice. I didn't know that the woman couldn't even wear pants. Like, that's insane. I didn't either. I don't know. I mean, I personally don't wear pants because of the way they cut my figure. But I'm all, I'm all for, you know, women wearing whatever they want. Same. I'm up for it. I just didn't know that that would actually, like, we have the option easily, but, like, I can't imagine other airlines just be like, you have to wear a skirt at all times. Right, exactly. That's, I mean, that's cool that they're doing that. So, um, so, you know, uh, COVID has taken a lot of jobs from flight attendants from every, every service industry, from every industry. But there are some flight attendants who have taken it harder than others. And there is a Romanian flight attendant who lives in the UK that has been arrested in, um, in Luton, it was at Luton Airport, uh, London, Luton, Luton Airport. Uh, she worked there for several airlines. She worked for Wizz Air and for Ryanair. And um, so she was arrested because uh, 
um, she was dealing drugs. So she has yeah. <laughs> the smuggler. Yeah. So she was, so she was sentenced to 28 months behind bars for turning, turning to drug dealing after losing her job due to coronavirus. Only 28 months. Yeah. Which I guess it's not too bad. That's but not at the bad same, at all. Like I would think that's like more like lifetime type of, not lifetime, but like half of your life. <laughs> right. So she moved her to the UK from Romania three years ago. She's only 27. And like I said, she flew, uh, she flew for Wizz Air and Ryanair. Um, and I guess all over her social media, she has like, you know, pictures of planes and her trips that she's taken. Um, and then, so she, hold on one second. So she was stopped on August 27th when she drove a Fiat Punto. Um, so the investigators searched her apartment where they found 81 small bags of white powder that tested positive for cocaine in a bedside drawer. I'm in love with the coco. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was, was 19.4 grams of drugs, of cocaine. And then it's a value between 2,200 and 3,500. 3, and then they recovered uh, the equivalent of $600 in cash. She pled, yeah, she pled guilty for the possession of coke with the intent to supply and was sentenced to 28 months. So, I mean, I just, you know, I, this COVID has really gotten all, I, you know, the best of us at some point. That's definitely the best of us. <laughs> right. Isn't that what happened to the JetBlue flight attendant as well? But <laughs> I really didn't look into it. I just kind of like read the key points for the JetBlue flight attendant. But I guess she had like her, par like not her parents, but like her family was held hostage. And that's why she oh had to God. do Um Like, that's what I heard through the grapevine. I can't really speak to that because I yeah. didn't make any... But if, you know, that's the case, I feel like everyone makes rumors in this industry. Right. Um, I don't know what I would do if my parents or my family or my family were, you know, held in hostage and they asked me to do, they blackmailed me to do something. I don't know. I, I like will sell them drugs. I will sell <laughs> them drugs to keep my family safe. Right. <laughs> Catch me. Catch me, please. <laughs> <laughs> so but speaking of COVID, did mm -hmm. you know? Tampa International Airport says that they're going to offer COVID-19 testing to all passengers. Throughout the month of October, any passenger traveling from Tampa International Airport can be tested for COVID-19, regardless of which airlines they are flying. Testing is open to anyone who plans in the next three days and also passengers who flew in the past three days. Not sure how that works. Right. I know. <laughs> I was gonna say, oh, that don't think that you can work in the past, but okay. I it that's or maybe or maybe like the article said. <laughs> well maybe if they have like their their boarding pass, like their ticket, they can come in and yeah. get it done. Yeah. I feel like and can show away. proof of travel, passengers can opt for a PCR, which is the nasal swab test. For you wanna know how much? You wanna mm. guess how much? Uh, free, free ninety nine. No, you have to pay. <laughs> you actually have to pay. Of course you do. <laughs> That's why wouldn't you? 
for $125. Are you kidding me? Not joking. And then you can get the antigen test also for a price. Oh, wait, you know that um, that test? That's the one that you need for Morocco. The antigen test? Yeah, you need the the COVID and then the antigen test in order to enter Morocco. I guess how much that one is. Three ninety nine? <laughs> no, no, it's, um, it's Florida. <laughs> it's it's the ear. It's so close to the magical kingdom of Mickey. It's right. Um, how much is it? Fifty seven dollars. So you're gonna pay for like two hundred dollars to get these two oh. tests done. You might as well just use your insurance and go to a clinic and get it done there. Find out if you can get a rapid test. Right. Passengers who need a negative test to enter the destinations or bypass quarantine should schedule a test three days in advance as results are expected within 48 hours. So that's the only good thing about it. Like you will get your results in 48 hours. I mean, if you go get a rapid test, it's going to be the same amount of money. And if you use your insurance, why would you pay $200 out of pocket? Exactly. (laughs) Like I might as well just... Go to like these places that do the forty-eight hour test. Wait, doesn't doesn't like one of the pharmacies do like a free rapid test? Like, well, I shouldn't say free, but like with your insurance, there's no like all you have to do is that. I don't know. I know that urgent cares do offer the rapid test using your insurance, and then, well, from my experience, mm-hmm. yeah, um, urgent care does it uh also like some hospitals that have like the urgent care attached to them they do it but girl that's expensive like they charge you almost like at least in chicago it almost came out to like 300 dollars just for the test and then another 250 for the doctor <laughs> that's a lot ridiculous. that's a lot at that point i was like i might as well just die <laughs> So as you know, October 1st is coming and a lot of flight attendants are bound to lose their their jobs. Um, But American in United, they're going to move ahead and furlough over 32,000 workers. That's so sad. But they did say that if the coronavirus aid deal is reached, they will recall co-work, like they will recall their coworkers. So that's a good thing, I guess. I hope but, they you recall know, them and it's just a short period. Right. It's it just kind of sucks. I don't I don't know what I would do if I couldn't work anymore doing what I love. Not uh, just that, but like I know the amount of money I can make on my own. Like now relying on unemployment and trying to figure out what else I can do as a job. Like the good thing, it's like about to be season. Everyone's going to be hiring because of the holidays, but who even knows if the holidays are going to like fall through this year. Right. Exactly. I feel, I feel very, you know, very glad that we are able to keep our jobs here right now. So they have, you know, their Congress is still working on passing the terms of the 25 billion federal and payroll support, um, but so far they haven't reached anything. And October first is the magic date for everybody starting to get furloughed, which is literally tomorrow. 
Right. It's I I hope that by the time this episode airs, everything has changed. I really do too. Like I feel so bad. Like my roommate is part of that. So I really hope it gets fixed for her. Right. So it's 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 just so this I'm so so sad for all of our all of our sisters and brothers and wings that aren't able to keep flying with us anymore for at least for the time being but um this is worse than than the crisis after September 11 so yeah, uh, sure. the loss yeah the losses have topped like 10 billion dollars US dollars in the second quarter alone so hopefully they'll be able to approve something um by the 4th of October so we'll see how that progresses there. Hopefully it just it gets better from here on out. Right. So shall we talk about today's topic? Non-revenue traveling. Traveling. As you know, we know that everybody loves to travel, whether it's a new state, new country, or new location locally. We love that new and unexpected feeling that you get when you travel and, of course, the stress that comes with it. Well, not, yeah, and especially because we travel on, um, on our benefits, which is great, yeah. but very stressful at the same time. For those of you who um, don't know... So, I mean, you know that we have free flight benefits, but that also includes having to travel whenever there is a possibility. So if there's no space on the plane, guess what? We're not going. You so, can get machine go. <laughs> so all those Airbnbs that we booked weeks in advance because we found a really good deal have gotten out to waste. No refund. <laughs> Or, you know, or you forget that you're traveling and it's like a day later when you arrive and now you're like, oh, shoot, I booked my Airbnb for the wrong day. I'm homeless. Help. <laughs> Travel is one of the best ways to see the world. And although we have our benefits and we can enjoy it, and even though it's stressful, we also have to think about our non-flight attendant listeners who. As we know, not everyone is fortunate enough to have the ability to travel, and not everyone is a travel expert. <laughs> but Did we find that the wrong way, the hard way. <laughs> definitely, I feel we should touch base for those that aren't flight attendants and those that like decide, hey, tickets are stupid cheap right now. Let me just go to fucking Tampa out of LA. For $45. Right. <laughs> <laughs> those are stupid. You know, like for those of you that never stepped foot on an aircraft or an airport, but if you plan to do so, you should definitely know certain rules before you go ahead and step on that plane and yell at your flight attendants because we're telling you on what to do. <laughs> Well, and also, like you know, if you're traveling on a flight attendant's buddy pass, they could lose their job. Yeah. 
Exactly. So, but they won't know, really know until like the flight attendant, like some flight attendants don't give people details that I will say. Cause like there has been maybe once or twice where I was like, here, just take it. Cause I'm flying and I'm busy and like, get okay. <laughs> see you later. You're, you're all figuring it out. <laughs> I have heard from like gate agents say that the, some of the buddy pass writers they get so entitled. They're like, I need my oh, so entitled my seat now. And you know, like, where is my seat? I don't I don't know how they do it. I've had a couple of those horror stories as well. Like anything non-rev. It can go good, it can go great, and it can go horribly wrong. Right, exactly. So okay, my top five tips is be nice to the gate agents. Be nice to your flight attendants. Be nice to your ticket agents. I feel like those three are just the first and foremost. Arrive early to the airport and stick around after everybody's done boarding because you might not think that you're going to get on the plane, but people don't show up for their flights. So there's always a possibility that you're going to get on. Yeah, definitely non-rubbing. Stay there. Right. Stay there like a hawk. Watch your prey. Watch the gate agent. Right. What are your tips, Millie? I do that too. Um, I have more tips for the general travel people because we deal with it so much. You know, like especially now we have all these new flyers and they've never been on the plane. And for some strange reason, they think like we wake up and we're like, I feel like fighting somebody today. I'm fighting someone today. I have a plan. Like normally when I'm flying with you, I have a plan to fight with you. But it's not like I wake up miserable, ready to fight somebody. Like if I tell you to do something, do it. It's because it's for your safety, not because I want to be a freaking asshole for no reason. Right. Exactly. Like we... We are there for your safety. I don't know how how much more or how many in how many different ways we can say that. I I don't know. Like a perfect example. Like fucking every it's always always the ones with the fake purses. Always. Always. Like I had this lady, she was like, Oh, uh, I'm not putting my Louie on the on the floor that's bad luck and I was like okay well I could put it up in the overhead bin for you that's fine she's like I'm not doing that either this is a two thousand dollar bag and I'm like uh no baby your strap is falling off that's a sixty dollar bag from Chinatown (laughs) (laughs) and I like I literally told her I was like either you put it under the seat or you put it in the overhead bin how do you want this to go and she's like, I don't understand what the big deal is. And I was like, okay, well, let me tell you something. <laughs> With a fake Louis, not only is this Louis going to get you killed, you have to realize, again, we have to evacuate a plane under 90 seconds. If we don't, we get in trouble. <laughs> well, not only do we get in trouble, but people will get stuck inside the aircraft Exactly. You know, like if you trip over your fake Louie, not only are you going to get trampled by the lovely people behind you, baby, we have 90 seconds. Once 86 seconds hit, 
I'm out that door. I ain't coming back for you. You staying on the plane. I'm not saving you. Right, exactly. It's, it's you know, I, I don't know how much more I can stress it. It's, I, I can't, I, I don't know. Um. Yeah, and like, I mean, like, it's, I don't get it either. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous to me. And then also, like, you know what drives me also up the wall? When people leave their luggage in the middle of the aisle and they look at you like you're going to come get it. <laughs> It's like, no, I'm supposed <laughs> to listen. You, what do you want me to do? You have to, you stack it. Exactly. That's what it is. I always tell people they're like, um, you, they, you know, they tell me they're like, you need to, um, put my bag up. And I was like, uh, no, honey, that's not part of my, you know, that's not a part of my job. What I have to do. If I touch this bag, it's getting tagged, and you will find it at the carousel. If I tag, if I touch it, I tag it. I exactly. You know, I feel like it's in the aisle. I'm gonna tag it, and you're gonna see it go right <laughs> out that door, and hopefully, it gets on that plane. Because once it goes to the gate, who knows if it makes it. One of my biggest pet peeves lately has been like everybody putting their little purses or like their backpacks up top, and they're like, "Oh, there's no space for my bag." And just like, well, I'm sorry. Did, like, did you pay? Or like, did you think about this? Why is your backpack up there when you have a full carry on? Like, why would you do that? Exactly. I just don't understand. Oh, wait. Okay. So, okay. So, you heard my, those are my five crucial tips for people. What are your crucial tips? The biggest one, I will say the biggest one, like those were two, right? And the biggest one I will say is your flight attendants are not responsible for delays. We do not control the weather. We are not responsible. Do not get mad at me because mother <laughs> nature decided to have a blizzard today in Chicago. Like, no, 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 no. I, and the worst part is like, I know that the gate agents are assholes and they always say, the flight attendants are late. That's why we're delayed. And it's like, no, it's not us. It's not us. And the thing that drives me up the wall is when passengers come up to you and like, you're hidden, like you're hidden. Like I remember one time in Minneapolis, I was in this copy thing. Like you cannot see me unless if you traveled all the way back there, right. that is the only time you can see me, you know, the cubby area that I'm talking about. Right. Right. I do. Yeah. So this guy literally walked all the way to the cubby area and he taps my shoulder and he's like, I have a question. Why are we delayed for weather? It says right here on the weather app that it's not any weather here, not any weather in Baltimore. Why? Why? Where is your crew members? And I was like, bitch, who the fuck? First of all. <laughs> I'm not on the clock. You don't approach me this way. And I was like, this is why you didn't make it in meteorology school or however you call it, the weather people. Like, this is why you don't work for Channel 7, bitch, because clearly you don't understand how Mother Nature works. If it's not raining here, it's not raining there. It's still in the flight path. It's still in the trajectory. Would you rather us fucking get hit by lightning than all of a sudden hit severe turbulence the next thing you hit your head on the roof and we're all dead 
Is that what you like, want? Cool. Like the, great, like, do it. like the video that you sent me yesterday. Oh my God. That recent video from Spirit. I'm so bad because it's always Spirit. Right. Like, that was this out now. I was like a little worried for that. Like that was kind of, I forgot what was the other one. It was like, uh, um, I think it was Air Canada as well. They hit severe turbulence and the girl was out in the aisle with the galley cart. <laughs> yeah. And then there's- I don't so- mean to laugh. I really don't mean to laugh. But it's like, <laughs> they're pretty bad. Up in the air. All you literally saw was her two eyes behind the overhead bin. <laughs> that is so mean. I shouldn't laugh at that. And I hope she's okay. But yeah, yeah. like, in the spirit video, you literally see a lady like hit the overhead bin. And that's why you need to wear your seatbelt. Wear your seatbelts. <laughs> Which is another thing. Wear your seatbelts. Please wear your seatbelt. Like, it's like, and like, you guys also have to understand like, delays affects us more than anything. One, it interrupts our rest. So if we have minimum 10 hours, we could kiss that goodbye. It literally could turn into seven hours by the time we get to the hotel. And then we have to go back out to work in like four hours. And on top of it, we are not getting paid. We are not getting paid. At the time. Maybe $5 tops per hour. Not even. <laughs> right. Exactly. We do not get paid an actual salary other than per diem while we're sitting on the ground waiting to get you off from your destination to your next stop. Exactly. I mean, I can't say it enough. Be nice to your flight attendants. There for your safety. We have really, really long days. An average day could be about 10 hours, counting from the time we check in, from the time we check out, from the time we load our planes, do our three flights, get to the hotel. Like, I've, the past couple of weeks, I've been working 12 13 hour days only getting paid for like fucking three hours like that's ridiculous this shouldn't be that way right that's what we chose but be kind to your crew be kind to everybody being kind to your flight attendants will take you a very long way not in a like i'll give you my number way but like if i have things available as upgrades and such you might get the free upgrade and you know what you're gonna get a free upgrade by not asking for a free upgrade. Yes, please don't ask. <laughs> don't tell me. I'm going to just sit here because no, no, no. You're going to go right back to your middle seat. No, the seat's not available. You need to take your assigned seat. <laughs> you know what somebody said to me today? They're like, because we had a full flight, we only had a few middle seats open. They said, oh, we'll just, it's like, it's like, we'll just sit here. I thought this flight was wide open. And the guy goes like, well, they're just going to let us move. And he like looks at me and winks. And I was like, uh, well. sir, what's your assigned seat? And I was like, well, I'm like, sir, this is a completely full flight. The only way that you can get your own row is if you pay for every individual seat in that row. And that entire row is in your own name. He sat down didn't see a peep the rest of the flight mind you I did hear him say and I don't know I don't know if I heard him correctly but he said he's like yeah our our son is a pilot for spirit so not only was he trying to get an upgrade but he like didn't even introduce himself as a non-revenue passenger
Aside from our favorite galley gossip, we will be having featured flight attendants on our show. We're excited to introduce our good friend, El Tio Chismoso. <laughs> it's very Hi. fitting for this part. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm tired. How's it going? Waiting for tomorrow. So. Yeah. Where yeah. do you fly out? I think I go to Orlando tomorrow and I stay there for a couple of hours, but. <laughs> Such is our life. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, he was your friend first. Right. Yeah. We met in yeah. art school. <laughs> About 10 years ago. Oh yeah. my gosh. Has it been that long? Yeah. yeah. You know, they say once after seven years, they're meant to be in your lifetime forever. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love him. Um, yeah, so we were sitting in science class together. He um dissected owl pellets with his bare hands. You can see, okay, oh. so quick thing, like I don't know if you know this, Millie, but owls when and I'm so sorry. Listeners, this is going to be a little graphic here. Uh, when owls eat their prey or eat their whatever they're eating, they don't pass it through. They regurgitate. Regurgitate. Yeah, that word. Yes, what that I can't speak right now. Um, so the way that they do it, it's like little pellets. So, uh, so they like eat the meat or whatever they're eating, and then everything else just is like a little ball, and then they like spit it back out. So, yeah, bones are still intact and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I I learned that in kindergarten. <laughs> well, you know, well maybe you, but a lot of our listeners don't know that. I didn't know that. So we in in uh, kindergarten, we actually since it's you know good old. New York, right? Uh, they like. I remember they brought like some like seminal person, and he's the one that told us. <laughs> all of us were like, oh! <laughs> terrified vowels after that. So, so terrified of them. So you know, him being a guy, I was using my little tongues, and he goes like, "Oh no, I'm going in with my fingers." <laughs> he was going in. You do you, boo. You do you. I went for it. Just went for it. I'm like, there's no time to waste. <laughs> we found out that he, the owl had eaten three mice, right? Uh, Two or three mice, somewhere around there. <laughs> but yeah, we've been friends since. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you bestowed him into my life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not how it happened. I heard about you and I got like, uh, excuse me. What is this? <laughs> but you know, Millie, it was kind of like when you heard about me from your old yeah. roommate. <laughs> when you were yeah. like, excuse me, who's she? Who's she goes <laughs> out? I mean, the first time I met him, it was like that, but it's even better because I remember I was in the back, as always, mm -hmm. and I was flying with another friend of ours, of mm -hmm. ours. Right. And so... I had a UM in the back, and all of a sudden, my UM decided to go into a fucking seizure. Like, my UM was seizing, and we're like, oh, panicking in the back. Clearly, I know what I'm doing. And you're going to be laughing. Right? <laughs> yeah. And then 
this one over here just waddles down the aisle. <laughs> Not even helping, just waddling down the aisle. She's like, how's your UM? Is he okay? Is he fine? I'm like, yeah, he just had a seizure. He's totally fine. He's like, okay. And just waddles back up to the front. And then eventually after like maybe an hour or so, comes back waddling back. And he's like, so how is he doing? I have to go tell the lead. How is he doing? And that's where he got the name Gio Chismoso. Gio <laughs> Chismoso. <laughs> was that the first time flying together? You, yeah, you know, it was our first time flying together. And you flew with her before you flew with me. I know. I know. Yeah. You know, well, he and I didn't. It's for me to fly with you. You and I didn't fly together for a whole year. Yeah, I know. It took me forever to finally get you. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was our first time flying together. That was a good layover, though. We had yeah. fun on that layover. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that pool in Houston is so disgusting. I'm <laughs> going in that pool ever again. <laughs> I got pink eye from that pool. That wasn't fun. I feel like all of y'all got pink eye from that pool. <laughs> that pan- I never realized how disgusting that pool was. Uh, but anyway, so... What did you do before? So I used to be a office manager for a furniture store. Um, that, that only was like, what, like a year or so before I started working as a flight attendant. But before that, I, I was, um, uh, I, I used to work for Starbucks. And I did that oh, for like... Oh, barista? No, yes, I was. Um, but I did that for like an insane amount of time, like early to that point. So, um, yeah. Because you were doing Why that for that? a long time before yeah. he even, yeah. like he even met, like he and I met, he, I met him. Wait, that was he a barista way before that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was beside the, my family um, business, uh, my family's business beside oh, that. Okay. That's all I, I did um, in my life. Like um, I moved to the United States in 2002. In 2002 and that was the first job that I ever got over there. It was um, at a different coffee shop, but that's what I did. I, I've been a barista ever since. From Puerto Rico? Puerto Rico, la isla del encanto. Hey. You just went home, right? I just went home for a little bit. Yeah. That's awesome. Why'd you stop? What's up? Why'd you stop? Why'd you stop being a barista? Like, what made you say, I want to be a flight attendant now? Um, well, so it's, it's so funny because uh, one of the stories that I was telling B, when I found out that she was previously a, a flight attendant. Oh, yeah, um, this bitch has been in the industry forever. <laughs> I know. So, so I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I guess that kind of thing when you're like a little kid and you're like, oh, I want to be an astronaut. Well, I wanted yeah. to but being in Puerto Rico, there was <laughs> there was no internet. I'm not famous, <laughs> so information was not easily found. <laughs> um, so it was one of those things that I kind of like. Okay, yeah, that that would be fun to do. Um, then 9/11 happened, and my parents say, "Uh, no, wait, you're not doing that." My parents were the same. Wow, <laughs> my, parents so anyway. my parents didn't care. So I, I don't know. I found it like it was one of those things 
that if you were not involved or actively looking for it, you would not be able to find a job in navigation. I, I found it like very like uh, cult-ish in a positive way, not in a negative way. Like, yeah, that's it's definitely hard if you're not involved. If you're not involved, if you don't know anybody um, that is involved, it, it will be very difficult. Nowadays, you can get away like doing a quick search, but back in the day, it, it was impossible. If you you're showing your age, you're showing your age. Let's say my birthday is coming soon. We're not talking about that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so. Just imagine, I was an adult already when 9-11 happened. you're the youngest one here. I was just about, I know, but I was just about to graduate from high school too when 9-11 happened. So you're the baby one. I am the baby. I was in middle school when that happened. Oh my God. Yeah. Now we're showing our age. Mid-middle school year. Mid-middle school year. So, yeah, so continuing the story, um, I met B and she mentioned it, but it, it was just one of the things that I like had been already swept under the rug and, and you know, nothing was going to come out of it. And one day, um, you finally I, decided to stop being so damn junior. <laughs> I'm still very junior. I'm still very junior. And 23 so, years ago, like B says. <laughs> No, actually, it was longer than that. It was longer um, than that, yeah. <laughs> well, somebody called me and decided, like, hey, uh, I need to come over to your house and it's a secret. And I'm like, oh, this bitch is going to ask me to bury somebody. I'm going to have to find I'm going to have to find my, a, a shovel and, like, bury somebody for her. Um, but then she made it to the house. So she finally gets, uh, so we finally get uh, home to my house and she told me her reasons why she didn't want it. To, she wanted to keep it a secret. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Well, she kind of disappeared the whole entire day when she went to the interview because back then the interview was divided in like two or three days. Is that, is that right? Well, no, I, the first time, the first time I went, it was like a three-day process, but that yeah. day it was so long. So I thought it was going to be done. I didn't know the process had changed. So I thought it was going to be done by lunch. And I told him, I was like, I'll just be back. We can go have lunch. So, and I wanted to ask, you know, questions and whatnot, but it was such a long day for her that she when she came back home. Um, so I asked her, was like, hey, how was it? Oh, it was good. Next thing I know, she is completely gone. <laughs> I, literally, Ouch. I literally passed out, like Millie passed out in in London the first time we went. Oh, I died that day. I did, There was no waking me. I remember you, like you said that you tried to wake me up. There was no waking. There's no waking you up. At all. <laughs> that happened in Italy too. It did. But I consented to that one. But no, but like he and I were like mid conversation. And I told him, yeah, I'm, I'll leave your house. I'm like, I'll go home when you're like, in, when traffic dies down. I didn't wake up until the morning. I, I was just like, well, I guess now I guess she'll be sleeping. And she slept in the couch that day. Um, but then, you know, 
she she tried to convince me then that that like weekend um that she went to the interview um i was just it was just one of those things that i was just not like mentally ready wasn't there um i i was at i was at school i was still in school i was i had another job um <clears throat> we were we were also struggling like financially so we were like the the thought of like trying to change a job it was not smart at the moment but then she continued continued so then i finally said okay well fine and i asked the opinion of my boyfriend and he's like no and i'm like okay well that's a no um but be um when she was at the beginning like she was in reserve still um she will stay with us and he got to see how she lived like she would be gone two or three days but then she'll be back for a whole week or so and um a couple of days off and um he got a little bit more lenient then he got a job um incorporated with uh another uh, aviation company and then um I was already working at the furniture store and I actually had to quit that job. And um, they say, well, this is it. If this is the time, if I'm going to do it, this is the time for me to do it. If it's going to work, it's going to work. And um, I put my application and I got to deny from every single airline. And I'm like, well, this is not the time. We're like, no, not here. <laughs> Millie was like, I don't want him here. <laughs> Thanks for nothing. Um, and then um somebody had told us you know you didn't went to the interview so just go ahead and 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 reapply and okay i'll try it again whatever i applied like a couple of weeks later and um <laughs> b was at my house oh my and, goodness um, <laughs> i went to the bathroom <laughs> and i got there you and i was screaming my lungs out from the bathroom. <laughs> I got the Mind you, it was right after you and I went to um our Disney cruise, Millie. Oh my god! Right. So you know, I had taken all that time off at the beginning yeah. of December. Um, the interview was in Florida, and I had been working straight back to back trip after trip. Uh, red eye at the end of each trip so I would come in on a red eye leave again the next morning at seven so I could have like all my trips he goes like okay let's start looking at um, <laughs> at hotels we could not find a hotel for him to stay at we had already decided he was going to use one of my passes to get there so I looked um on the schedules and I saw that there was a trip with a double Florida layover Oh, I remember that. And you were like, right. I'm going to pick this up so he can stay with me. Right. And I told him, if I am able to pick this up, you better get that job because I am exhausted. She like stressed. I remember I, she I stressed. Know. You better get this job. Like, no, well, she was looking at me and she was like, he better, better get this job. And I, was like, oh, I don't know who this is, but that does not sound good. <laughs> No, and not only that, I had the pressure of of me doing this when I didn't have a job. So I had the pressure with me, and I had the pressure back at home. So it was I. I better get the job. If not, I'm gonna be homeless. 
So <laughs> I doubt <laughs> I can only see Turkey kicking you out. <laughs> so yeah, so it was either I get it or I get it. I had no no choice to get a no. So I I put my everything on that interview. So when I so in the morning, so we got to Florida late in the evening, and then the next day in the morning, I woke up with him, and we went downstairs and had breakfast, and then we ordered an Uber, and I sent him in his Uber. I felt like a ma- a proud mama sending his kid off to school. I bet, I bet, like this is my child. It's like those sticklers. My child is an honor roll student at Steph called Elementary. Um. Also, just to let you know, I don't know if you know me, but I was the last one to leave the whole entire interview. Oh, I was the last one to leave so the hotel. Long, so long. So he calls so me. Long. So I was on my way to the airport and he calls me. He goes like, I got it. And I was like, perfect. And then he's like, can I go home right now? I was like, sure. So, but you know, like everybody was down in Florida getting on that interview. So I was like, yeah. So I, you know, I booked him the flight home. And lo and behold, he was the last non-revenue passenger to leave Florida for like three days. Yeah, I got really lucky. I think that was yeah, the time. That's like, insane. Yeah, it had to be meant to be because I was the last one to leave. If I didn't leave, I I would be homeless for three days. <laughs> Dad. So it Do was, you ever see yourself leaving the airline industry? Not like it's not even on my thoughts of like, mm, what would I do? Um, so my answer is actually not, at least not yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, I started, I, I've been less than three years. Yeah, that's good. What's your favorite location? Layover or place? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I kind of like um, San Diego, California, um, LA. Everybody loves San Diego. Millie, that was what you said, remember? I said Portland, yeah, and you were like San, San Diego. Diego. <laughs> Maybe because I haven't had much chances to stay in Portland. Um, my layovers there have been... You know, well, Portland. our layovers... Yeah, Portland is fun where you stay downtown. Uh. So... Our final question. Do you have a juicy non-revving story for us, Starling? <laughs> yes. I can't I may, wait to hear this. Um, I may have or may have not broken a machine. Wait, you probably do. <laughs> I love how you storytell all the time. So I know you probably do. <laughs> no, no. He said he may or may not have broken a TSA machine. What? <laughs> I thought he said I may or may not have a story. What? No, no, no. Yeah, he may or may not have broken a TSA machine. How'd you do that? So, on my non-raven little trip back home to see my parents, my mom decided to give me a kind of like a mini Ottoman um, where you put your feet up, um, but it's in the shape of a hamburger. Okay. Yeah, just let just leave it there. <laughs> um. So I was um since I was with uh, Turkey, Turkey. That's how we call my boyfriend. 
That's what we um, call it. Um, so we we were I was Turkey like for the first time ever non revenue um, to Puerto Rico. Um, we had to get out different ways because of everything that is going on. Flights are a little bit difficult. Connections are difficult. That's what I should say. Um, so we had to go through Boston, and um, we were gonna get on a other carrier uh, that it's not uh, our company. And they didn't have KCM, or they have KCM. It's just, it, it was very hidden on that terminal, and I couldn't, couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. And I'm like, whatever. I'm just going to, there's nobody on, on, on the line for, t- for security, so I'm just going to go. Going through the peasant line. No. So I just went through peasant line, and um, I put a couple of my bags and the hamburger and my big luggage. Well, first bag comes out, um, nothing else coming out. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's different. And maybe they're doing a search. No, the hamburger had gotten stuck inside the TSA machine. <laughs> so they're like puzzled. They don't know what's happening. So they're looking inside the machine. They're like, oh, it's, it's stuck. And I'm like, oh, my God, no. So they start, like, crawling inside the machine from the opposite side. And they're screaming at each other, I see it. I, I get it. I got it. <laughs> well, the hamburger never got stuck on stock. So they had to take my the leftover of my bags out and put them through the other second machine. Okay, cool. I grab all my bags, except the hamburger. They're still struggling with the hamburger inside the scanner. I am like, okay, well, um, I have like to mind you, I have like ten minutes to board, and I'm with my uh, with with Turkey, who is my uh, travel. Um, companion so i told him just go to the gate let the gate agent you know know what's going on my hamburger is stuck (laughs) so finally they unstuck it but instead of doing a manual search they decided to put it through the second machine why would they do that No, it doesn't make any sense. But the first machine even stopped light rolling. The belt stopped working. So the second machine goes, and um, guess what? The damn hamburger got stuck again. So they had had no machines whatsoever anymore. Um, Was there any other people in this TSA line? No, it was just me. So all eyes are on me. So they're asking, what is it? And I'm like, guys, it's a hamburger. It's a, it's, <laughs> it's it's a ottoman. It's shaped a hamburger. They're looking at me like I'm crazy, like I'm insane. And they're like, why didn't you go through crew, uh, KCM? And I'm like, well, KCM is not, there's nobody there. I, I don't know. I, I just came through here. And um, so they decided to send all, like, all of the bands, uh, plastic bands, 
everyone stuck it. Well, all the beans came out, but the hamburger. So, <laughs> so they have to go and do the same thing again. Send the men through the belt inside the machine to catch the hamburger. So finally they got it on stock and they finally got it scanned. And every I'm like, I grabbed that thing so fast, so quick. And I got out from TSA so quickly, I don't even remember how I got to the gate. But I made it on time after my hamburger got stuck on the scanner. I, I can just not... imagine you walking away super fast with your bag. With your asshole tight. <laughs> that whole entire time. It was so tight. <laughs> You're like, I'm not even going to look back. I'm not going to look back. I'm not going to look back. <laughs> I feel like a virgin again. <laughs> <laughs> and I swear that in Boston Terminal, for um, there, there's probably a picture of me. Uh, do not let this guy go through TSA. <laughs> and he has a hamburger with him. <laughs> So yeah, so that's that's my recent story. Wow, that is some story for sure. I definitely enjoyed that. Oh my gosh. Well, Tio Chismoso, we appreciate you so much for coming on our show today and going ahead and telling us your stories and your experiences. What would you say to anybody who wants to be a flight attendant? Don't do it. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, Don't bring the hamburger. <laughs> if you do it, do not bring your hamburger with you. That's literally it. <laughs> I feel like you can end it with that. Don't bring your hamburger poof with you. And we're going to leave it with that. <laughs> so everybody, stay safe. Fly safe. Stay safe. Fly safe. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.